Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Picks up on it, and then they share graphics like they just did on SportsCenter and others. Hey, $127 million. The Bengals are going all in. Good for them. We'll get back to that coming up in just a moment. Uh, but let's talk a little NBA. I know we've talked a lot of NFL draft coming up around the corner. The NBA draft, yes, I know, the NBA draft. Let's talk about it because now it's relevant here locally after Obi Toppin earlier announced that he will forgo his remaining college eligibility uh, at Dayton, of course, and he's going to enter the 2020 NBA draft. And joining us now, NBA draft analyst Matt Babcock joining us here on the Justin Kinner Show. Matt, welcome in. How are you? Hey, I'm doing well. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Now, look, right away, I didn't really have NBA draft uh, on my mind, but when Obi announced that he was going, which is no surprise, by the way, it was a little fun to sit back and begin looking at some of the mock drafts. I'm, I have yours pulled up here uh, in the studio. You have Obi going number three in your latest mock draft to the Timberwolves. You have James Wiseman number one to the Warriors. In your opinion, what is the gap between James Wiseman and Obi Toppin, and what's the ceiling for Obi Toppin? Could he be a potential number one pick? You know, this year's pretty interesting with uh, with, with the prospects in the draft. I think there's a lot of parity. Um, I, I I don't necessarily think there's much of a difference uh, in talent and, and upside between Wiseman, Edwards, and and, uh, and, and Obi. Um, it's just gonna, you know, I think a lot of it's going to depend on you know who's picking where and sort of team needs. And I mean, if, if Golden State were were to actually pick number one, I think Obi will be an option for them. Um, I just kind of thought, you know, if they were to take him, they, they go a little bit more extreme, small ball. You know, you know, they already have Draymond Green as an undersized power forward, and uh, Wiseman seemed like a little bit better fit for for that. But uh, yeah, no, I'm, I'm a big Obi fan. Obviously, he had a terrific year, and yeah, he uh, he's going to be on the board for probably all of the picks. Matt, now I can't, I should know this. Did have the Warriors have they extended Draymond yet? Did he get his big contract yet? Um, I'm not certain. I think he uh, did. I'm, the only reason I ask is because I'm curious. The the you know, are they? Are they going to be married to him long term? They might have already extended him, and then this conversation is meaningless. I only ask that because of Obi's purposes. For me personally, I just like when I'm looking at the teams there at the top that Obi could potentially land with. I would love to see him, obviously, with you know Clay Thompson and Steph Curry, mainly because we know how dominant Obi Toppin could be in the open floor. And when you talk about spacing, when you got Clay Thompson and Steph Curry, you know, spreading the floor like that, Obi would have so much room to work with. Obviously, James Wiseman would too. Uh, but that's why I asked about the Warriors, and you alluded to Draymond already. Yeah, no, sure. And then, I mean, the other picks after that, I mean, Cleveland, uh, you know, I mean, I think he'll be in consideration there, too. And, uh, you know, Anthony Edwards has got a ton of upside, so, you know, I went, I went with him. But each one of these, uh, you know, first few picks, I mean, it, it was a tough decision, and then Obi's in the mix, uh, at least, you know, my, from my perspective. LaMelo Ball, too, another interesting name, obviously playing overseas, uh, not playing in college this year. His name very well known, obviously. You know, his dad, the reality, well, I should say the Facebook reality show, and his brother playing in the NBA. I mean, we've all heard about the Ball family. LaMelo Ball has dropped in a lot of mock drafts over the last couple months. Uh, I mean, what's his ceiling? You have him going number five to the Pistons. Yeah, no, with LaMelo, um, you know, kind of going back to what I was saying before, you know, I think there's some parity towards the top of the draft. Um, I, I've got seven guys currently in, in my first tier. He, he's included in that. Um, you know, I, I think, you know, a team looking for a point guard, I mean, he's, he's probably going to be the first guy taken. Uh, just not every team is, is going to be looking for a point guard. As a lot of teams have committed to, to younger guys, and 
um, you know, it'd be hard to add in another guy like Lamelo. NBA draft analyst Matt Babcock with us here uh, from Babcock Hoops. Uh, good enough to join us here on the Justin Kinner Show. Now, this is interesting. The NBA draft, uh, I mean, have you heard any word? I mean, are we still on for the regular scheduled draft? I doubt it with regular season potentially being picked up in June. With the coronavirus, you know, precautions being taken, no individual workouts, potentially no combine, could that, who does who that impact the most in your opinion? Could that hurt players by not being able to have those workouts? Yeah, no, certainly. I mean, you know, it was with Obi Toppin specifically. I don't think it's going to affect him much. I mean, you know, he had such a big stage this year with that, you know how, how successful their team was. Uh, I think everybody knows him. I think more for younger guys that are on the fringe of, hey, do I do I stay in the draft? Do I go back to school? I'm not sure those kind of guys are going to get as much feedback as they would like to feel comfortable in staying. So, um, you know, theoretically, I, I could see a lot of underclassmen going back. Uh, you know, with the difference in, in the pre-draft process. And, um, you know, to take that even further, you know, sort of what we're expecting is the NBA is going to do everything they can to get the playoffs played this year. And so with that said, if that's going to happen in June or July, naturally the draft and free agency would need to be moved back. And, um, you yeah, we're all kind of just in a wait-and-see mode right now. You know, it's interesting. We're hearing a lot of, of course, the, for the NCAA in the spring sports, um, you know, there's a lot of talk. Uh, not a lot of talk. I mean, we're pretty much going to see those seniors get that extended year of eligibility because missing out on this year. Somehow, and I'm, not, I'm against this completely. I'm not a fan. I don't think it'll happen. Winter sports, winter tournament teams potentially getting that extra year of eligibility. Could you see that impacting the draft at all if for, um, for some reason that they go ahead and approve that where they would get that extra year of eligibility? Yeah, that'd probably affect things a little bit. I, uh, I I don't see that being realistic. I mean, you know, there's the, the ripple effect of that with college basketball would be would be pretty major. I mean, just think about it from from a standpoint of like a junior that's playing behind a senior this year. They play a full regular season, and now all of a sudden their senior year's coming up, and it's their time to shine. And that senior's coming back. You know, it just that's just one example of the ripple effect it, it would cause. And I just I just don't see it see it happen. So I think it's probably a moot point. Last thing on this, and, and we'll let you go. We appreciate you joining us just to give us a little insight on, on the ceiling for Obi Toppin. Obi coming in to this season, projecting you know, maybe a, a early second round, late first round pick uh, for him to skyrocket. You know, when did he really get on your radar as far as you know noticing that his draft stock was just continuing to increase? Did it start all the way back in Maui? I mean, when did he really get on your radar as a guy just continuing to climb up those draft boards? Sorry, cut out there for a second. You're asking about Obi. Yes, I'm sorry. So, at what point, coming into the season, projected to be you know an early second round, late first round pick, uh, and then just having the the year that he did, obviously an Associated Press Player of the Year. At what point for you did he begin moving up your draft board? Yeah, so I I liked Obi a lot last year. Um, you know, obviously not the the level he's at now, but I, I was very intrigued with him. We did some video breakdowns of him over the summer, um, and. You know, I, I went into Maui. I had him, I, if I remember correctly, I had him at number 13 on my mock draft, which was significantly higher than he was anywhere else. And so I was sort of putting, putting my neck on the line for him. And, uh, you know, he, he, he came through for me. And, you know, I, I've just been, I've been high on him from, from the beginning of the year. And he's just, uh, you know, he, he hasn't slowed down one bit, you know, the whole season. It was just such a terrific season to watch. And uh, not even just as an NBA draft analyst, but as a fan. I mean, what, what an exciting player and an exciting team for that matter. Matt, one more thing, and then I'll let you go. Uh, obviously, Obi Toppin was the, the face of the Flyers program this year, but Jalen Crutcher really has kind of got on a lot of people's radar, not maybe for this year's NBA draft, but in watching Obi, did Jalen Crutcher catch your eye at all? Have you had a chance to break down his film to get a good feel for what his potential NBA future could be? 
Oh, yeah, you know, I mean, just in Maui alone, I mean, I watched them three days in a row, and uh, I also saw them play in, uh, in Phoenix at a, at a doubleheader, and oh, yes. uh, I, mean, I know their team well, and yeah, I mean, he's, he was a big part of their success this year. I, um, but, you know, I, I don't know if he's necessarily a surefire NBA prospect, uh, but, I mean, he's, he's doing some good things, and, um, you know, I mean, I really loved watching their team, and, you know, I have such a, you know, star like Obi, you know, that team did not feed Obi constantly. I mean, it was a, it was a very well-balanced uh, team, and, they all played the right way and played hard and played aggressive and took good shots. And um, yeah, Anthony Grant's got a good thing going on there. Absolutely. All right, Matt Babcock uh, with Babcock Hoops. Good enough to join us, NBA draft analyst, talking all things Obi Toppin at this point. Obi Toppin foregoing his remaining college eligibility, declaring for the NBA draft earlier this afternoon to the surprise of nobody. But now we get to have fun taking a look at where he could end up. Matt, thanks so much for your time. Tell everyone about Babcock Hoops, where they can follow you on Twitter and get all of your content. Yeah, no, thanks. It, uh, you can follow me, uh, my personal account at Matt Babcock 11, uh, also at Babcock Hoops, and then our website, babcockhoops.com. Uh, you know, obviously not any, any more live play, but we're going to be continuing watching film and talking to people behind, behind the scenes and, and, and pumping out some, uh, some content on the draft. So, yeah, please, please follow us. All right, good stuff. Matt, thanks so much for your time, and enjoy the rest of your week and stay safe. Thanks, you too. All right, great stuff.